It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Can I tell you for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime Beck and Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right. You might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. Welcome back. You are listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. My name is Brian Beckner. I'm joined right here as I am each and every week by Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Yeah, brother. Uh, okay, Bachelor in Paradise. It's Is it just me or is this season like pretty good? You care to answer? Like I'm asking you that, Jason. I'm having a really good time. I, yes. I thought at the end of the this past episode um, that uh, it's kind of hitting on all cylinders right now, and I'm it's I'm great. really glad that uh, that Tasha has found somebody. Finally, don't don't spoil it. But yes, uh, uh-huh. so the, it starts out. So the, there's two of these every week. It's a, sort of a big investment that they ask of us to to watch four hours of the shit, but. A lot of it's pretty good. Um, the and they they hang the roses until the following week. So this week started out with last week's roses, and so here's our couples. Right, we got Derek and Demi. They're really it really feels like they're um, just mining a just dry socket for this relationship, Derek and Demi. Um, there, there's just nothing happening that I care about the whole I'm bisexual, um, you know, but I still have feelings for Derek. I think I'll cry about it. I just do not fucking care in the least. Jason, your thoughts, where are you at on the Derek and Demi situation? I'm semi bored with that with this couple because you kind of you just kind of know how it ends. This is a guy yeah. that got uh, engaged last year's, and I think he hooked up with his person like the first day, yeah. and then spent the entire paradise with him and got engaged at the end. Derek just kind of falls for people. He likes being in love. Demi just likes being famous and a part of the show. She's the you know Chris Harrison is cashing checks but he he's almost non-existent because Demi has has taken the role of the uh, show narrator yes, she wa- she good. walks us yeah. through right yeah. so she, I I don't think that I mean he's just a simpleton who who falls in love easy and she's in it to be famous Totally agree um then in the rose ceremony, ceremony um the claymaker who I'm s- at the beginning of the episode, I was real high on the claymaker. The end of the episode, not so high. He gives Nicole, one of our two saucy Latinas, a rose. The the less hot of the two saucy Latinas. Like I hate to compare just based on um national origins, but if you're gonna if you're gonna pursue a saucy Latina, if that's your thing, I would have been all over Bibiana instead of Nicole, right? Bibiana is the more attractive for sure. for sure. I think Bibiana is a little bit more drama, but you and I both agreed last week. I don't know what it is about Bibiana, but she's uh, she looks really she's good in this something. season. She's done something. Um, and then Wills, 
talk about, I don't think we're going to have to really worry much about wills anymore. Um, he's kind of, he was kind of a wild card in this because he wasn't hooked up with anybody. He, um, shot his shot with Hannah G she wasn't into it. He cried. Um, so we weren't really sure who his rose was going to go to. He gives his rose to Katie, but they're not a couple. That's not really, that's just a, a rose of convenience there. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, him giving his rose to Katie um, set up maybe one of the best exchanges uh, in the history of Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, so, yes. Uh, we, we have to get over that at some point. We'll get to yeah. that, yes. Yeah, Will, Wills did make out with Hannah G. So Hannah G's, you know, made her way through uh, the men of this cast, as has her beau Blake. Yes. Made his way through the women H- of this cast. Hannah G knows how to stay on television. Um, Kevin, who's the Tim Tebow lookalike, he gives his rose to Sydney, the um, the Knicks dancer. Um, just nothing. There's just nothing interesting about either party in that relationship, right? I think so. Sydney just like I don't know. I, I'm bored watching her. She seems bored being there. Yep. It seems like it seems like she's being put out a little bit. She just kind of likes to hang out and chat with women, which I, that's goes against what the bachelor in paradise totally is all agree. about totally and, and even tonight i think uh at the rose ceremony cocktail hour uh this kind of sums her up when when mike big mike johnson says uh can i get you a drink and she says no <laughs> like all right <laughs> thanks Sid. Totally. Um, uh, uh, another one, JPJ and Onyeka. It's just, he had no one else to give a rose to. There's no romance there. Um, Cam and Kaylin. That was, I think we talked about that last week, how Kaylin was just like, Hey, um, there's no rose here for me. I'm just going to go over and pretend like I'm interested in that total loser. <laughs> And it's like, it's like the kind of thing you would see in like a John Hughes movie or something. It's just a very just by the books, like I'm hot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hot. You're sad. I'm just going to go over and get something I need out of you because that's a skill I have. And she does that, right? She, you're right. He is kind of the Anthony Michael Hall of Bachelor in Paradise. Bigger loser, Uh, but yeah. Easily overwhelmed. Any kind of uh, female attention uh, makes him sick to his stomach and, and fall in love. And then she kind of, uh, not only did she kiss him, but then she made that comment about, you know, where has this guy been? Just kind of rubbing it in. And he is just over the moon. He starts out this episode like talking about being engaged. Honestly, I cannot wait till he's gone. Um, and that won't be long. Dylan. So Dylan is still in the um, in the trance of Hannah G, and only because he gets to pick first. And it's also one of those weird things where he's like, "I want to give Hannah G my rose," and it just so happens that he gets selected first. So he right. gives it to Hannah G because then next comes Blake, who we'll talk more about Blake. Obviously, who's he's like, "I wanted to give my rose to Hannah G." He gives it to Tasha. I mean, it wasn't like Tasha's going home. You know, the producers are like, look, one of you fucking guys picks Tasha. Got it. Um, so Tasha stays. And then Chris, who's the uh, older gentleman, 
the <laughs> he does look, yeah every time he's on camera yeah. he, he looks like he needs a nap it's it, it is it's kind of funny because i was watching uh i was watching the show a little bit tonight with fancy sauce and it and kaylin's age kaylin i don't know why that's such a hard name for me to say kaylin uh kaylin's age popped on the screen and she's like she's 23 she's like that's like way too young and then i was like <laughs> Well, and that Chris guy's got to be 40 or, or at least pushing 40 or if, if he hasn't right. eclipsed 40 yet. So there's there's some big age gaps. A lot of these people are in their early to middle 30s, which is a very big difference between someone that's 23 and someone that's 33. So that's something that we forget about. But Chris. Now, now one yep. thing that did happen at the rose ceremony yep. that, that went unexplained, I thought there would be a drama and an explanation but Annalise was uh, unceremoniously, unceremoniously not given a rose, and wasn't Chris the one that was uh, that that uh, was into her, or who was it? He was. Chris was into her, but remember, Chris, it seemed like was into Annalise, but then Christina from Xart, Nubile Films, right. Um, Ultra HD. I'm not Wow Girls. I'm not exactly sure what site she's working for, but she's got that vibe. She swoops in there and she kind of pulls a Kaylin where she's like, uh, hey, I don't have a rose. I'll just go talk to where's the biggest loser? Oh, hey, there he is, Chris, <laughs> the old guy. I'm just gonna go talk to him and then he'll give me his rose. And that totally worked. And I gotta be honest. I was just so happy to see Annalise just get dumped on again. Like, I just don't, I, she's afraid of dogs. Like, I'm sure she's a nice person, IRL, but in, in the context of The Bachelor, she's just such a bummer every she's time just, she's yeah. on screen. She's, she's just too much to handle. Like, yes. as a, as a viewer, you, yes. you, you feel the the weight of her personality, yes. so we we could definitely uh, do without her. But I did find it interesting that didn't even, they didn't even put him on camera to explain his decision. Yeah, that's great. She was sitting there basically saying, "I can't wait to start something great so with this good. guy," so and then good. he just chooses somebody else, and it so went unexplained. Good. I loved it. So Annalise bounces, Bibiana bounces, which I was a little bit shocked by, and. Uh, and uh jane who yeah, no one jane. knows she likes hot sauce she's yeah. i just was repulsed by her in every way so i'm glad she's gone um so two non-factors go home and bibiana who i i felt could have made some noise late in the tournament um she's she gets sent home early um we're still dealing so the, the big topic i guess is still um Blake and Dylan and Hannah G. And I, I feel like this needs to wrap itself up here pretty quick because we've gotten a lot of mileage out of it already, Jason. And I, I just don't feel like it has the staying power to continue, right? Well, uh, Blake, with every single scene, um, just increases his degree of douchebag. Like he, yeah. he's just a douche and i've talked to um to multiple women that have watched this show and and they are not 
into Blake. He must have some kind of like in person, uh, like we discussed Charisma. last week, some some kind of yeah magnetism or, or pheromone or something, because um, he doesn't seem to be attractive um, to the outside world or as attractive as he is on the island. And I think the um, Dylan is just he seems like a decent kid and everything, but yeah, um, I think he's just he. he I don't think he had any any idea what he was getting himself into with this Hannah G thing. That's a that's a complicated thing that really just wants to be as famous as possible totally. and increase her Instagram followers. And this sucker uh, went and fell in love with her in the first week. Yeah, he's he just doesn't have the alpha energy that it takes to survive in one of these situations because. You see, at one point, Blake is making out with Hannah directly in front of the bar where everyone's sitting with bartender Wells having their skinny margaritas. And it's not an accident that they're like, hey, let's go over here where the lights are and the camera yeah. can get a good shot of us and everybody can see and we'll have a, we'll have a stand-up makeout while everybody stares. And what this what this Dylan should do is go, all right, cool. I'm just going to start working one of these other chicks. Hey, Sydney, what's up? Uh, right. But instead he like goes over there like a huge pussy and tries to interrupt the situation or gain uh, some sort of uh, uh, some small portion of his masculinity back. And it only ends up backfiring him backfiring on him because Blake's like, hey man, why don't you beat it? Like, get out of here. <laughs> and and Hannah's like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Like, meanwhile, she's like been laying on a, a chaise lounge with this guy, stroking genitals for four or five yeah. days now. And all of a sudden, she's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just whatever. I'm not sure. Like, don't put me in this position. Like, what, bitch? You know, like so to take a stand, say something. It was so embarrassing all the way around. No, that's the thing. I mean, she's the one who held up that. That She's the one who made that thing awkward. Totally. All she has to do is be like, you know what? You're right. I'm done dancing with Blake. Let's go talk if you want to chat for a few minutes Just ma or make a decision. Just be like, I'm, 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 I'm dancing with Blake. Um, I'll, I'll catch up with you later. She just stood there and said totally. zero. Yep. And actually, this was an, an episode. The last two nights were an episode where this happened multiple times. As Nicole is uh, quarreled over as well, and yeah. she does the same thing where she just kind of sits there. Um, I don't know if the producers are are, uh, are suggesting that they do nothing so that they could ramp up the uh, the conflict or what, but it just didn't seem realistic. She held all the cards. She was she yeah. should have chosen one or the other, and she just stood there. And yeah. uh, Dylan looked like an idiot. Because she doesn't want to look bad. She wants to look like she's being fought over and that she's not orchestrating the whole situation. But it, it comes to light or things turn at least a little bit later in the, in the two-part episode where people are like, hey, this is the kind of thing Hannah does. Like she likes being in this position. She mm -hmm. likes having these guys fight over her. And oh, by the way, this fucking Blake guy has been to her house. They have a past. He flew to Birmingham like a week before the show started to try to get an angle going with 
Hannah. Now this, I call shenanigans on this. This should not be allowed. That should be a disqualifier. You're supposed you to come so. in raw. Like I get, it, I get it that you've been raw dogging at uh, at Stagecoach, and they do have these things where they're like set up to interact, and they want these people to have a little bit of a past. But but going out, sliding into the DMs, and hopping on a Southwest bird down to Birmingham seems like a bit of a foul, don't you think? Well, I mean, so if we could like uh, go through the chronology of Blake's okay. um, activities, sure. We we slept with Christina, who he had been off and on and off again. He slept with Christina the first first night of Stagecoach. He was dating her. Yeah. The yeah. second night of Stagecoach, he had sex with Kaylin um, before waking up and telling Kaylin that he had sex with Christina the night before and also uh, not hiding his DM conversation with uh, this Hannah G. Yep. So he goes from that DM conversation to getting on a, a, a plane and going to see her in Alabama to, I guess, strategize Bachelor in Paradise. Yep. And nobody was informed of any of this. That's crazy. And Tasha calls Kaylin out on this eventually, saying hey, it would have been nice for yeah, calls her out on this eventually, saying, "Look, it would have been nice for all of us to have known that you guys came in here looking as, to yeah, hook up. Like, what was all this shit about? Because yeah. she went on a date with the guy, and they were making out on that date, and she was getting all you know excited and stuff." And then he comes back to the beach and he's all over Hannah G. Yeah, it's the whole thing. They all kind of just like, have to why did away. why didn't he choose Hannah G the first night? I know. Like, what, what was that all about? It's crazy. It's because he, he kind of wanted to slow play it. You're a poker player. He didn't want to yeah. say, oh, hey, pocket ace is over here. I'm going to pretend like I have uh, offsuit twos. Is that a did I just make a poker? Does that is that like a thing? Did that sound right? Way I just, yeah. way yep. I just talked if, about if poker. If you have a pair of any card, they're off suit. Yep, that's a good one. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's a that's a redundancy. <laughs> so the point is, is that I, he wasn't. He didn't want to let on that he had something going with Hannah. So me, that's all going on. So then new people start showing up. Oh, but before new people start showing up, so Kaylin did that thing where she just totally worked Cam, but also you're not a hundred percent sure she thinks he's a full tool. She kind of does make it seem like she may be a little bit interested. And then, <laughs> then he just out of the blue. And this is what you want to do with a girl that you technically have never even been out on a date with. You want to write her a letter and then read it to her and then have it talk about how you're going to like spend your lives together and how she means more to you than anything yeah. and how she's the most special person you've ever met. And uh, it was, he, he wrote this thing. He read it. It was more awkward than his rapping. And if he had any chance with Kaylin, like the way everyone, it went from like a, a mile the there was like a little humidity in the air. <laughs> and then he read his letter and suddenly the, the it was like a desert, arid desert climate there in the Port of Vallarta area. How awkward and just awful was that letter that Cam wrote to Kalen? Yeah, I mean, 
if our uh, listeners haven't seen it yet, it, it's it's so hard to watch. Um, there there isn't a whole lot of like prose. There isn't a whole lot of imagination to it. It's just a bunch of like literal statements, like oh. "I will protect you" the entire time we're here yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and then, but so the, so she's looking uh, more and more like creeped out than anything. And then uh, just to seal completely seal his fate as as losing her for good, he said he gives it to her and says, "You can keep it." <laughs> that's that's the best part. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best part. Uh, yeah. So that's that. Anything that might have been happening with Cam and Kaylin ends with the letter, and it's just Cam doesn't realize that and never will. Um, then new blood starts showing up specifically Mike Johnson and this guy, you, I'm sure you're familiar with him. He was very popular on, uh, Hannah B's most recent season. He was always the guy that would go running up to her on group dates. Um, he's pe- he's got very important people in his life. His great grandmother, his mom, his sister, um, he's just a very popular, one of the more popular dudes, um, in recent bachelor history, he shows up and it was, there was like a flood. <laughs> yeah. Like there was, the women were like openly drooling. I think Onika said, Mike is a snack and I'm getting mm-hmm. hungry. And it was like every <laughs> chick there was like, Oh my God, I got to go give this guy a hug. Very popular. He ends up choosing Kaylin with his date card. They go out. There's no- noisy mariachi music, and it seems like they might have something going. He's like, I'm here for Kaylin. I've want- been wanting to meet her. And they go out, and it seems like things go well. Then there's um, Wills and Katie, and we alluded to this earlier. Okay, but but you, you need to just kind of finish off the Cam thing here. Oh, there's so, more? So, so as Mike Johnson uh, takes Kaylin, it all of a sudden hits Cam yeah, that yeah. Kalen isn't going to marry him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like everybody after the, the rose ceremony, everybody in the world knew that she was just seducing Cam for a rose, except for Cam. Yeah. He, he spends, sad. spends the rest of the four hours moping, uh, in tears, just down on himself. Again, these are uh, it's Bachelor in Paradise, man. There are a ton of different um, options. Just pick yourself up and uh, and take your shot with another person. This is a yeah. you, there's no, there's no no room for moping, Cam. Be a man. Be so, a man. So so my thing, my take on on Mike Johnson has always been, um, you know, he's he's got this charisma thing going. Big he just smile. walks into his room and it, it's just yeah, it's just all about his uh, confidence and his big personality and stuff. Um, but I saw significant flaws in that personality uh, by the end of the four hours tonight. Right? I mean, he yeah. he's uh, he he had some some chinks in the armor. Yep. Um, and because Kalen, you know. Kalen's getting a lot of attention. So, yeah. uh, so he took his shot. He thought that was going pretty well. And then, uh, she eventually finds somebody else. None of these guys know how to pivot. If you love something, set it free and also yeah. try to hook up with one of its friends. And then, <laughs> and then 
see how <laughs> things turn out. Like you can't just have somebody give you the cold shoulder and then just stand there and wait and be like, Hey, I'll be here. I'll be here. If it doesn't work out, I'm just right here. I'm right here waiting. That is not the way to attract somebody to you. You have to make it seem like you do not need them, that it's not a big deal to you. And not one of the guys has been able to do that yet. And it's, they've not. Well, I mean, I I will say John, John Paul Jones did a pretty good job of, for three and a half hours of making us feel like he just was kind of asexual, oh just kind of there in the yeah. background. Yeah. And he turned it, he turned it on pretty quick, he, but the, he does so, some star shit. So let's dive into the, uh, the wills and Katie. I mean, I feel like we could do a whole episode on this, just yeah. this one interaction, but a couple of random cast members, right? Um, Very. Both have uh, both are are black with very light eyes, yes. very attractive people. Yes, um, I agree. And I think Katie's very pretty. Wills is already he already took a shot with Hannah G and was swatted away and cried. She made out with him. He yep. cried, and he musters up the confidence to go up to uh, Katie, and he spends about three minutes professing. Uh, what he yeah. what she does for him, yes. what he's looking for, and how how many uh, boxes she checks. It, it was and, it was basically the equivalent of Cam's letter, but like spoken. It was better. Yeah, it was better. Yeah, it, was, it was conveyed yeah. better. And um, you know, Katie's got a look on her face like you don't know what she's thinking. And then he eventually says something like, "I'd like I'd like to see where this goes." And she has one of the more uh, like the one of the one of the strangest reactions a cast member's ever had in this show. She she just starts crying and babbling, and you don't know if she's crying because she's overwhelmed that somebody has just professed that much, uh, you know, desire in her, or you don't know if she's crying because she hates the fact that he's expressing interest and she doesn't want to break his heart. She doesn't make any sense for about 90 seconds. And then she finally turns the corner and says, I can't do this. And she's in tears and she hates herself for it. Yep. And something about it, I just don't feel it. And I just, it, it, but it was so confounding. I, 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 I definitely suggest anyone who hasn't seen it to watch this scene. <laughs> and then for like, one of the rare moments that, and because the the Bachelor is all about just obvious stuff, lame ass jokes, lame ass punchlines. Really, for the first time, they did a real creative job of editing this thing, and I could not stop laughing. Like I had genuine um, like tears of laughter. I I couldn't stop. They go to him on camera for the interview after they, they show Katie just breaking down in tears and him with this look on his face, like what the hell? And he says, uh, that didn't go as expected. Yes, yes. Like he just says, he's just dead pants. Well, <laughs> it's just, for some reason it made me laugh so hard. man. He says all this very nice stuff to her, like very, um, chivalrous and just from the heart, very sensitive. Oh, yeah. And then she starts like staccato crying where she's like, ah, 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 and it's like, what is she okay? Like 
it was she almost it was almost like uh, some type of um, psychotic break that was yes. happening to her. And then she but basically she she squeaks out. I don't know if this is bad editing or what, because as far as we knew, she was not connected to any other guy. And right. she's like, I don't she's like, you're basically what I could decipher through the <laughs> that she was doing. She was like, you're uh, I really appreciate everything you're saying. You're so sweet. Like, this is exactly what I want to hear. But I'm all, I already have feelings for some a couple other guys, it sounded like. And then she leaves Wills. She goes and tells, I can't remember who, maybe Demi, her story. <laughs> And then she runs into the arms of that old guy, Chris. <laughs> but but uh, you're right. The, uh, the, the takeaway message that she left him was, this is everything you just said is somebody I want said to me, just not by you. Yes. <laughs> that was the overall message. And then she's, <laughs> like, she's like, let me skate over. Let me put my ice yeah. skates on and skate. Skate on over to some old dude that's never going to say this stuff to me ever in his life. And and again, with the editing, you never know how much time elapsed. But it went from her having this emotional breakdown to, yeah, you're right, her relaying what she had done to a, a female friend. But pretty damn quickly, like having a bright smile on her face after the old guy basic it says some real basic stuff. Yes. Like, I think you're hot yeah. and I think, you know, I think you deserve somebody. <laughs> you know? And 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 I'm here if you need me. Yes. He just says, I mean, compared to what Wills just said, yes. His was very kindergarten. And and he uh and and she's like, That's exactly what I needed, and she smiles. And she's done. She's done with, with the tears, and uh, and her and Chris seem like an item now. But like, I just can't get over how just like devastated, not even devastated, just embarrassed Will's is. Imagine yeah. doing that on camera and just <laughs> being being shot down the way he was. Like for a good ninety seconds of on film, he didn't know why she was crying. No like, one did. No one he, did. He had that look on his face, like. Are you crying because you just took everything I want? I said to heart, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna take this places. Oh, so funny! It I gotta great. watch that back. It was, it was great. So-, so then, so the first part of this week's two episodes ends with what we talked about earlier. Blake, Blake is making out with Hannah G in front of everybody, and Dylan goes out and confronts her. We, we talked about that already. But the the way the episode ended, which I found um, particularly funny, was Blake was like um, that the the confrontation ends and Blake and Hannah are alone, and he's like, "Don't worry," he's like, "You didn't do anything wrong. No one, no one over there is judging you." And then you cut to the to the group, and everybody's <laughs> like, "Can you believe that bitch? Like she didn't do anything. She just left Dylan hanging out there to dry." Like. Everyone to a man. There's no one on the other side of the beach that is not judging her in that moment, which was great. Yeah. Uh, so then, the, then we flip on to the next episode. More Demi and Derek. Nobody cares. Like, let's let this thing run its course. She's fluid. She's bi. She's whatever. She likes girls. Don't care. Um, I, something that drives me crazy, and I know we've talked about this before, but no one is allowed sunglasses on this show. And I just see him like sitting out at the pool with their margaritas and everybody's squinting, <laughs> yeah. which just would make me so uncomfortable. Um, it, t- 
Tim Tebow has maybe the line of the night where he's like, he doesn't understand Blake and he's like all of our girlfriends watching at home right now, our wives, where he's like, he's not even good looking. And that, that is, yeah. that is the quandary of Blake. He's this big, goofy guy that's clearly not nice to women. And they're lining up to have sex with him. He's had sex or made out with half the cast already. By the way, they're all in line to be the next one. I'm guessing he slept with a wife or um, or a, a or a girlfriend of one of the producers because they've made him out to look like a horrible human being. And then when he stubbed his toe on the rock. They made him out to look like a huge pussy yeah, too. Big pussy. They, they was, have, yes. He has gotten the worst edit yeah. in the first eight hours of Bachelor yeah. in Paradise. Also, not um, not a sandy beach. If you're watching, I can't remember what was going on <laughs> in the foreground, but I was watching them because he was playing catch with the claymaker. Like he was running some patterns. A claymaker's yeah. like run a button hook, and he was like hitting him in stride. But I was like. There's rocks all over the beach. There's huge, giant rocks. They were not playing football on a sandy beach. Like right. that, that was an obvious eventuality that he stubbed his toe on a rock. Um, not even stubbed his toe. There was blood, and they brought out the freaking yeah. paramedic yeah. for whatever the hell yeah, he had did, to do. They had to bandage but, it up. But the first guy that arrives in the uh, in tonight's episode is a familiar face, uh, Dean. Who I forget whose season Bachelorette season Becca, he was on. Becca, but was it really Becca? Yeah, it was Becca. It seemed like it was further back than that, but I'll I'll, I'll take it. I could be uh, wrong. I could be wrong, but I think uh, it was Becca. Oh, I no, no, it was he, Rachel. I remember he went pretty far. It was Rachel he's, Lindsay. He's a, he's a real good-looking guy. I remember him being much more of a dunce than he was tonight. Yeah. So it seems like he's a. Uh, seems like he has become a little bit uh, smarter or more savvy. Um, he, this is his second experience on Bachelor in Paradise. The first one, he did the, uh, he, he went on and pl- tried to play, you know, both ends, work both ends against the middle. He, he tried to play two chicks and uh, one of them, Christina, who keeps getting screwed over. But she gets uh, hotter every season. The more she gets dumped, she'll keep getting hotter. <laughs> Pretty soon she's going to be the hottest chick on the show. So Dean shows up and uh, he reveals that he lives in a van and he's just, uh, he just, he's homeless and he's traveling. I mean, that's, that's a clear play for the Instagram following that comes with the van life hashtag. Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag. Um, He's got the mustache that, People made a much bigger deal out than than it should have been, but he did show up. And I, like I said, like there was like there was a I don't give a shit uh, quality to him. He really just kind of showed up with a bunch of uh, charisma. Doesn't take himself too serious. And he, uh, after talking to a couple of the females, he takes uh, Kalen out for a date. So Kalen has yet another suitor. Uh, yeah, she's, um, and this Dean, he's not a bad looking guy. He's got the big white teeth. Um, they go out on a nice date and things are happening for them. It seems like Dean and Caitlin are a thing. So boom, one day Mike Johnson is in the penthouse and suddenly 
He's in the outhouse because it looks like Kalen and Dean are happening. Um, oh, then who shows up? Christian. And I don't, I've never seen this guy before in my life. <laughs> well, they have a term for him. He's, he was the, he, he was a first nighter yes. from Becca's season. Like this show is so self-aware that they have yeah. terms for it. Yeah. A guy who was on the episode for the limos, but got sent home. No, first nighters are the bottom of the barrel. You don't like, so that Jane was there and now this oh, Christian yeah. guy and they're like, you know, it's somebody dropped out. Like you had like a top four person penciled in and then they got, they got a job like hosting something on E. So they, you got to call in a first nighter to fill that spot. And he comes in and again, the chicks, pretty much any guy that shows up is, it's just a full moisture explosion on the beach. Everybody's real into Christian. He kind of looks like that dude that played the cop on Narcos season one. And he's also like the, prin- <laughs> the, the Prince of Dorn on, uh, uh, on, on what's that guy's name? He's on, uh, on yeah. Game of Thrones. Uh, yep. He kind of looks, he's like a low rent version of him. Um, immediate- but by, the, by the way, we, we totally skipped over something that we need to add for context here. So, uh, Nicole and, and the Claymaker were kind of a little bit of an item. And then, um, in, in the first episode last night, uh, our male model Jordan showed up and took Nicole on, on a date. Correct. That's right. That's right. But it and seemed so, like it was just like a just friends thing. It didn't seem like right. a big deal. I mean, Jordan, this is the second bachelor in paradise. And he was a, I think he was a pretty good cast member for his bachelorette season two. He doesn't take himself too serious. Yeah. He has some good lines. He and Demi are like the battle of the, uh, the, the, the witty comments. Yeah. But Jordan takes Nicole on her second date in two nights yeah. and she's getting a really big head. Like I'm the bachelorette of paradise. I've yeah. never, just, I didn't even go on one date on my bachelor season. Now I've been on two and two nights. So then, yeah. Um, Ricardo, what's the name? Christian, Christian. shows up. The Prince of Dawn. Uh, he takes the Latin lover takes uh Cuban Nicole out on her third date. Third different guy. Yeah, and all of a sudden the claymaker, my guy, is the odd man out. And yep. again, he's a defensive player, as far as I know. I think he's a linebacker. This oh, guy I thought needs- he was a tight end, no? Maybe. Am I thinking about well, another guy? No, I think you're right. I think he is a tight end. Well, Colton was a tight end. Either way, he needs to get on the offensive side of the ball, and he sees his chick bounce out on a on two for two dates in a row. You gotta you gotta start rapping with Sydney. You gotta start playing the field, seeing what your options are, and not just sitting there standing on the dock waiting for the jet skis to come back. Like that yeah. is not how and. She even says all of a sudden she's like she they go out on this date and she's Cubana and he's Mexicano and they're kind of speaking Spanish to each other and she's like <laughs> he's like all the guys I would date back in Miami and he's like come here and let me kiss it and like they're really like <laughs> they're they're really like connecting on that level and she's like he's very assertive he just takes what he wants and um you know he he does kind of have a rapey vibe but she's, no no that's a, that's the thing like she pegs him. Yeah, and then he the does, and then he stereotypical. Exactly that way. Yeah, the the stereotypical Latin guy, I guess that that women yeah. say are like over overbearing, uh, overconfident in their looks and their ability. Lots of 
charisma. They're typically overly jealous. Um, and she basically uh, is, is describing this guy as this way, and he does nothing to disprove that the entire date. He just acts like she stereotyped yes, him. Totally. Um, but she's way into it. And then they, they come back, and she basically tells the claymaker – well, first she's like, Bobby's getting me hot on the date. Like she basically <laughs> want, there's kids around or else she would go full mount right there on the beach. She's right. way into it. Um, then she comes back and she ba- she tells everybody who listen that she's way into this guy. Like things are going good for her. And she's like, but she likes Clay too, but he's too passive. He's too much of a pussy. Yeah. Like he should just grab her and start making out with her and like, punch people and, when they come too close and she wants like a she wants him to basically be a completely different person because he's just like this chill yeah. big like introspective yeah, but it, and, football player. And, and, and and you could say all that but he's also just kind of a wuss about yeah, things like yeah, I, you could tell yeah. he he backs away from confrontation which is strange yeah. for a football player but like so as she's telling him he needs to be more uh, aggressive uh Chris Cristiano uh, walks up after he just spent the entire day with her on a date and says, Hey, I need to steal, steal Nicole for a few minutes. And there was this awkward thing where clay was on his back. Yeah. Chris Cristiano walks up and they, they shake hands for the first time. And then, then they start to argue about whose girl it is. Well, because Hold on. There's a the point of clarification here. Christian says, I need to finish my date. Oh, yeah, finish it. Hey, man, I've got to finish my date. Yeah, he's like, I didn't come yet, so can you bounce for a minute because my date's not done. And yeah. Clay's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, your yeah. date is over. Now she's back. We're rapping. Like, shut like, up. Clay mentions an unspoken rule of paradise that once you're back at the at paradise, your date's over. Well, yeah, a date, a date is an offsite <laughs> encounter. Right. The date is so, over once you return. Once you're, you're home, the date is over once you're home. So, so you know, uh, Clay, having just been given the instructions to be more aggressive, th- his version of being aggressive is remaining laying down on his back and not releasing the hand because uh, they started to shake hands and then they started to get into a little tit for tat and they. St- kept holding hand yeah. the hand did you yeah. see that no i didn't see that i didn't just adding that. to the awkwardness that yeah. they just kept holding each other's hand yeah. <laughs> and, and clay was like no dude you're done yeah. you're done with the date i mean and then he's an nfl tight end like he's right. there's kind of a reason that he is probably so chill because he knows he could fuck most people right. up yeah right so i and i think that um so at this point, we have the second time where two dudes are there, like quarreling, and the woman just sits there. Finally, one of them says, Nicole, what do you want? And she actually says, I just want to spend some time with Quay right now. Yeah. And Christian's like, that's all I need to hear, man. Yeah. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. And he yeah. walks away. Yeah. So, so this is the second time and. and right. uh and, and two nights we've had a, an awkward confrontation and then we get another one later on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. C- Christian, the Prince of Dorne is kind of a good shit stirring type of character. Cause he's there to mix things up. 
Um, so then the uh, the cocktail party. I just I just thought it was, I I really thought it was funny the way he was like trying to stand his ground. Like I got to finish my date, man. I got you know. Yeah, yes, she, she's hot for me, man. Yeah, I'm gonna finish yeah, my date. Yeah, yeah, it was like he won. <laughs> as soon as she said, as soon as she she said, now nah, I'd like to talk to Quasar. That's all I need to hear, man. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, so then the cocktail party, like it's getting down to the wire, like some roses need to be given out and there's not enough for, there's a few dudes are going to be going home. The uh, Again, more Demi and Derek. Nobody cares. It's, I fast forwarded through their whole interaction. I did see they made out at the end. So she's by, she's fluid. She's not sure he likes her. We get it. Uh, and then, so then Sydney, Mike and Sydney hook up, and like you pointed out, Mike's like, "Hey, Sydney, do you want to get a drink?" And she's like, mm, "No, not really." But then they end up having ice cream, and then they do. She asks a, one of those real stupid questions where she's like, "What's your favorite kind of ice cream?" And to which he should respond, "I don't know. I'm not seven years old." You, he's like, "I don't know. Strawberry or cookies and no cookies and cream." There's so many flavors of ice cream. <laughs> You can't have a favorite flavor of ice cream. You just get something different every single time. Um, so that's, I don't know, they're talking. I, I, I want to say she was a dancer for an NBA team, right? Knicks, the Knicks. Yeah, Knicks and he's like a six-foot-five dude. Yeah. Um, there's the obviously, Suns. there's like an attraction there. I think there's, but like, she's just such like a, I don't know, like a buzzkill. Like, a, oh, yeah, she just seems happy to be there, just kind of socializing. Yeah. She gives him zero indication she, she, that she's interested in anything. She did the same thing on Colton's season, The Bachelor. But she does tell, I think she tells Mike that, or she tells somebody else, maybe before Mike, one of the girls, maybe, where she's like, "I just don't like to move too fast, and I like to get to know people," which is like pretty normal, yeah. but not great for episodic television. Right. Yeah, you don't go on Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise yeah. if you want if you're a take it slow person. <laughs> yes, that, yes, that, that it's, runs contrary. Then so then Chris, the old guy, and Katie somehow are a couple now. It's weird, but they're hanging out. And then I I, I will say that Jordan kind of has one of the lines of the episode. He and uh, Demi are uh, kind of just like judging all the cast members on the beach. And they're just kind of having a good time making witty comments about everybody. And I think Jordan was the one who said, it seems like that guy, every single time I see him, he's much older than he was the last time I saw him. <laughs> and it's true, dude. The, the, guy, the guy is aging in front of us. <laughs> he's got to be 45 years old. It's pretty funny. Um, so then out of nowhere, some, some people go over to like one of the side couches where you get your makeouts on. And they go, they go plop down and under the pillows is John Paul Jones and he's laid back and he's reciting to himself a Shakespearean sonnet in as like, so he can memorize it. And he's like saying it over and he's like, oh, hey, sorry guys, I'm just over here um, learning a sonnet. And they're like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to say this shit to Tasha because I'm way into it. And meanwhile, then there's a quick jump cut and then there's Tasha, and they're like, hey, who do you think should give you a rose? And she's like, well, I kind of hope it's John Paul Jones. And miraculously, he's learning a sonnet for her. And then they get together 
but you have to, but, and, and first of all, the, the women are giving out the roses, right? So, um, the, if you think about oh, right, it right, right, yeah, up, yeah. up to now, Tasha made out with, uh, with the male slut Blake in the first episode, but no one has really shown much interest in her. She's just kind of been there looking super hot and trying to navigate the, uh, Hannah Jeeth, uh, drama. So no, but nobody has really, uh, made any kind of moves towards her. And then, like we said, JPJ shows up. He's a fun guy, but he has shown zero interest in, in any either male or female. And then all of a sudden in the uh, drinks before the rose ceremony, we, we find out that there has been an attraction between these two. It's crazy. And, and I will say this, um, he nails it. He nails the, uh, Romeo. Oh my God. Sonnet. Yes. He nails it. it. It was what Romeo first said when he when he uh, saw Juliet. Yes, he, he nailed it. I thought it was a, a power move on his part. She admits afterwards. She's like, usually people that talk like that are not very smart. And uh, but he's he's smart and he's quirky. He's weird. And uh, I th- I think that uh, we got a little bit of a connection there. Might be something happening there for sure. Um, then Nicole and Christian. So Christian, he's a real um, big performance type of guy. He's like, yeah. come over here to the makeout lounger. Let's have some snacks. And I got, and there's something with a pinata. And he got a pinata. Yeah. Yeah, and so he's, which is careful because you usually need to be blindfolded to operate a pinata. So right. I'd be careful around the Prince of Dorn. Uh, they cruise over there, and Clay's like, "Hey, wouldn't it be funny like if I went over there and interrupted his ass like he did to me?" And um, so he goes over and does it, and then, but then he's also like again a little too passive about it, where he's like, "All right, it's cool. I don't want to embarrass Nicole." Well, he already did. Just a really lame confrontation. Yeah, the like, third really lame confrontation in front of a girl in this in this season. Yeah. So then Jordan and Jordan's like he sees a writing on the wall. He's like, "Well, oh. well." The background is that Jordan Jordan has has proven in the past that he has a hot temper. There was something last year. First of all, he he walked off of Paradise engaged to that super hot blonde, Jenna. and I think it ended ended horribly. Our man, then, our man uh, Steve, reality Steve, blew that shit up like the day right? the day of the finale <laughs> turned out she'd already cheated on him. Oh, okay. So Jordan, um, but I remember last year he had some major heated confrontation where he threw someone's stuffed animal into the ocean that's right so um jordan's not afraid to uh to to go at him and you know jordan's got a history with nicole as he took her on the date but he's more he's more so just buddies with clay but he but he also has remember he's got beef with christian they almost let their hands go on each other on after the final rows of their season Right, I forgot. The that, they, they mentioned, and I, I had completely forgotten about that. I had completely forgotten about that. So, so Christian, as a as a first nighter, uh, wanted some airtime on the mentel all, and Jordan kind of put him in his place. Like, what? Who are you, dude? Yeah. No, no one knows yeah. who you are, and I thought that was pretty good. But um, so the cliffhanger 
this time around is even though in the last couple of weeks we've been led to believe that it's probably Clay that goes that goes up against this guy, it's actually Jordan who like takes it upon himself to do what Clay didn't do. Jordan wants to take that pinata and probably throw it in the ocean like he did the stuffed animal. Um, and Christian's not having any of it. And they, they uh, quarrel over a pinata. Yeah. There's then they pick each other up and throw each other off the uh, the little little uh, rise thing. Yeah. Um, no, it appears that then, Jordan suplexes the Prince of yeah. Dorne. He gets him around the wa- waist oh, yeah. and fucking throws him over the side off of that little raised up stage. Yes. Um, and so yeah, it, look, it looks pretty good. That's the cliffhanger. Uh, cut to the tease, and um, you know these things never turn out. Totally. As dramatic as as, I know as we think, say. there's a lot of cutaway shots. A lot of oh my god, you know what is he doing? And then uh, I have a feeling. I mean, the teaser shows that there's like 30 security guys, yeah. so I don't think uh, anything of substance is going to happen. But uh, Chris Harrison said that maybe the most dramatic rose ceremony in the history of Bachelor of Paradise. So yeah. we got that. Look forward to next week. No, it looks like it looks like it's about to get really good. And then they do tend to kind of trick you with in the previews because in the previews they're like you'll never believe who's hooked up, and they show John Paul Jones and Tasha, which you're like, well, I, I could easily believe that. And then they show Clay and Nicole like laying there, being loving to each other, but that's that could be from before. Right. You know, that probably is a clip from before. They're very, very strategic about yeah. what they show on these clips, and they're usually trying to trick you. So who knows what's happen- it de- happening. It definitely looks like the claymaker is the odd man out, but after the fight, after the pinata spat, who knows? We're going to have to wait a week. We will. Right. But uh, as we said up front, there's a... Uh this is this has been a just a power packed season of Bachelor in Paradise. You throw the Demi and Derek uh, story out of this, and uh, it's it's a near perfect reality show. No, it's great. It's really I was so down on bat the Bachelor franchise after Hannah Brown's season of the Bachelorette, the Bachelor in Paradise, the premier show in the Bachelor lineup has really risen to the occasion i am all in i cannot wait till next week jason anything else um no i think that's it i'm looking forward to seeing what uh what hot chicks will uh will storm the beach next week and mix things up a little bit hopefully hopefully no first nighters i'm looking to see well we already saw hannah b comes out and tells her story let's hope they don't spend more than one minute to 90 seconds on that because nobody we, cares. We've already, already know, know that story. Yeah. Know. Uh, okay. Until next week for Jason Stewart. My name is Brian Beckner. This is the bachelor lifestyle from the baller lifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. So it's the bachelor lifestyle. We live in it. It's the ball of lifestyle. We live in it. It's the bachelor lifestyle. We live in it. It's the ball of lifestyle. It's the bachelor lifestyle. We live in it. Ball of lifestyle, we living it. It's the bachelor lifestyle, we living it. It's the ball of lifestyle.